What's going on, everybody, and welcome into the 24th installment of the Dogs Football Podcast here on the South Dakota State Preview. It is a big week. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by my cohorts, Noah Lurch, as usual, here in the studio on this Friday, October 8th. Like I said, Noah, huge game, arguably the biggest game of the year. We mentioned, obviously, Kansas State and how big it was in general to go in there and pull off the upset. But, Noah, going into Brookings once again to face the Jackrabbits. Yeah, we are uh, excited for the game. I'm sure the players are ready. We know uh, we let one slip through the through our grasp in the spring. A uh, little help by the refs for South, South Dakota State, but uh, we let one slip away there. Yeah, and we keep thinking back sometimes on that. Should have been touchdown by Javon. That wasn't called. That, yeah, ruined our season. And uh, we think back to that, and we do want some payback. And we're also coming off, just thinking about just coming off the game this past week against Western Illinois. I think our guys have something to prove and want to go in there and prove that, obviously, you know, almost losing to a team you shouldn't have, that definitely shouldn't have happened. So we will cover South Dakota State at the end of this, but let's get into some uh, little things quickly, Noah, before all of that. we got some things to cover. Wanted to start out with uh, James Caesar. As we know, he's out for the year with a shoulder injury. Uh, he said he had successful surgery. He said, quote on his Twitter, I can't thank you guys enough for the love and support you all have for me. Surgery was a success. I love you all. And, you know, after surgery, we know he's been on the sideline. I, I'm curious to see if we'll still see him there. I don't know how it would be. I'm sure he'd have it casted up and stuff, so we might not see him. But, no, I wouldn't be surprised if we did see him tomorrow night. Or tomorrow. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll see him on the sidelines. He'll he'll be coaching up his fellow DBs and helping the team as, as much as he can from the sidelines. Yeah, and he mentioned before that he wants people to not feel sorry for him and stuff, even though we've we've seen in the past couple of weeks guys have definitely gone after David Miller. We know we have some depth there. We know Jalen Bates has got in the games at some point. We know we got Chance Bush. That's really our only depth at cornerback, especially with no even Roger Campbell to fill in if need be. So we are thin a little bit, but we know we got P.J., Carrying the way, that will be something to watch this weekend. So, no, we wanted to get talk about James there, but now Noah, former Saluki, big old Malik Haynes that we miss big time. He was a big old uh, reason for you know the start of this success, arguably a couple years ago. Uh, he looks like he signed a professional contract, and, and this picture on Twitter it looks like he was signing this contract in an SIU shirt. So he's still, you know, we've seen him tweet before how much he, you know, appreciates his time here and stuff. But this is great to see. You know, we know he's a heck of a player. Yeah, he's going to play for the Arizona Rattlers. It's in the indoor uh, indoor football league. So shout out to him. Uh, he deserves it. He put he's been putting in work since he left here, graduated from here, and uh, yeah, that's good for him getting a chance. Exactly, and it's good to see more pro Salukis. We know and we understand that. Uh, uh, obviously, just thinking back to the leadership that he brought and being that force up the middle that we missed the past couple seasons. So, good luck to Malik. And we wanted to, since we mentioned pro Salukis, that Ryan Neal got some good action yesterday in the Thursday night football game against the Rams. Some action. I remember before that, he had a pass breakup on George Kittle a week prior, but this week he got in and was key on special teams again. I don't know if we have exact stats. Usually we talk about the NFL Salukis on Sunday, but since he played on Thursday, we did see Ryan out there, so it's also good to see. Uh, a couple of things on that note, obviously some former Salukis, but now Jason Petrino 
Jason or Jared? I thought of at the top of my head because we've talked about the brother before. The DC. I knew Jason. I, Jason. Okay. The, he, the DC, he was in the doghouse, and he covered some stuff recently on how the defense has been this year, right? Yeah, he was on there Monday night, and uh, he was a good listen to. The, uh, Mike Murphy and gang uh, talked to him a little bit, and they were just asking uh, about the defense and the strides they've made and uh, how the, how uh, they asked him about the play Jacory made on uh, – Saturday to end the game on the two-point conversion, and he uh, responded, well, uh, he wouldn't have had to make that play if he would have made the play on the, on the tackle on the play before he missed. So uh, he was giving them a little bit of a hard time. But, yeah, uh, he and they talked to him about uh, this upcoming matchup and if that made any difference since they've seen him twice already this year and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good listen. Yeah, we know South Dakota State has someone new under center. We'll get to that. At the ends, but yeah, I mean, in general, even our own opinions on how the defense has been so far, they've they kept us in the Kansas State game. So many games this year that the defensive has kept us in. The only probably the down part would honestly be just, I guess, this past weekend in the second half of just, you know, foot off the gas a little bit. But we know he does a great job. We know everybody on his staff for the defense has done a great job. Uh, Noah Mikel Calhoun also, he met with, uh, Gene Green, uh, Mike wasn't in any of these. We had a feeling that maybe he's still going through the stuff with the passing yep. of his mom, potentially. So I wonder if he'll be on the call tomorrow. He might. We're not sure. But he, he but they also met with Matt, uh, Mikel, Noah, and he ha- <clears throat> had the chance to talk to, to Gene Green about the game on how shocking it was that uh, Western did go for two. He said it did kind of catch him off guard, but he gave Jakari, yes, props to be there. And he said... You know, they're chasing a championship this year. They're all chasing rings. So if they want to they beat the best coming into the South Dakota game, if they want to be the best. So he really that's all we had to hear on that. So Because, no, we know Mikel had a big week this past week that hopefully he carries that going. Because obviously he's an important player. Yeah, he's a very important player of this defense. Uh, coming into the season, surprised he wasn't on the starting lineup, which uh, probably took him by some surprise too, but he has filled in with Bryson going down. He's filled in a role nicely on this team. He's big, big going out, and he's going to continue to get better. Exactly. We definitely thought he was going to start. We didn't know the status of how Colby Coleman was going to have come in here. We've talked about before, but definitely the injury to Bryson, we thought McKell was easily going to start. He didn't, but he, over time, obviously, he's into these key spots in the game. And even especially Jakari, who was a surprise to start, can make plays like that. It really doesn't matter. We just know we're deep at that position. Until Bryson gets back, which we know will be fairly soon. And then Jack talked with Gene as well, though, and he pretty much just said, or I'm sure he just talked about, you know, how he's done this year, because obviously he's now the all-time uh, career punting average list. He's, he's number one all-time here, so I'm sure, you know, that he t- takes pride in that. And obviously the, the last game he took, or whatever game it was, took a game ball because he's because he played well and he's not able to obviously go back home. A lot of these players in our program haven't and every program haven't. So it's been a huge year, and we know he's took proud on the, pride in the success he's done this year, right? Oh, yeah, he's big, and hopefully down the stretch uh, we can keep that average up for not letting him punt very much. I know, and we know, because we, we talked about before on why, you know, if he wasn't as active, why he's not at least the holder on kicks. Usually the punter is. Some backup quarterbacks do. Definitely at the college level you see it a lot. So Nick's still uh, holding kicks. We I guess Jack or... Even Jake Bumgart could hold kicks if so Nick doesn't have to. But I guess if it gets the job done and he does it well, it doesn't matter, I guess. 
So now moving on, Noah, to some more rankings came out. We talked about on Monday some more, but FCS Fans Nation came out with their own top 25. Yeah, they did. I believe they had us at eight. That's where the main poll has us at. That's about right. So hopefully, and they have South Dakota State at one, which most people should have them at. I believe the actual poll only by one point, Sam Houston was above. So, uh, yeah, this is the best team in the country, I, I, I would say. Yeah, I would. I definitely would agree, and it's interesting because Sam Houston obviously hasn't lost, but they've played a lot of close games. We know James Madison, UC Davis, right before us. I'd be interesting to play them. I'm sure they're obviously good. Montana, Eastern Washington, and then North Dakota State. So yeah, having us at eight, we're not too upset with that. That seems appropriate at this time, and obviously we're hoping if we can win this game tomorrow, that uh, it jumps up for everybody. And then Noah Sam Herder had a couple. He had a bracketology 4.0. He also had some uh, predictions this weekend. But what's his bracketology look like right now? Yeah, his bracketology. Uh, last week he had us as the eight seed, and we're still at the the eight the eighth overall seed. There's eight seeds in the playoffs. So you we he uh, according to him we would get the home game against the winner of East Tennessee State and Davidson. Davidson out of the Pioneer League, and. ETSU is going to win their conference. They have a win against the SEC's Vandy. I know it's Vandy, but it's still an SEC win. And, yeah, and if we whoever we face there, if we were to win, yeah, we would get James Madison. So we, you feel like, as we t- we've talked before, obviously, you want to be in a certain part of the bracket. Even if you get the one, if you win to get to the final four, even you get the four and the five and vice versa. So we'll see along how this plays out to which side we truly would want to be on. Uh, and he has UC Davis uh, as his number, what? Six. Six. So, I mean, I'll be interested to look into them a little bit on how the season they're having, if they're this high on a lot of people's. But overall, yeah, like I said, certain part of the bracket we'd like to get to at some point. But he also has predictions for this weekend, right? Should we save that? For save it. Save it. Yeah. We'll sneak peek that a little bit because it's interesting on some of the final scores on that. So... Noah, getting into now before we just move on here and talk about some important stuff, but actually some good important stuff. Noah, let's talk about some of the recruits. We've had a couple new offers this week. Let's get into those first. Yeah, we had a couple new offers. Um, the first one was uh, a linebacker out of Florida, Ben Bogle. He is from Nice High School. He's 6'2", 210. Through five games this year, he has 71 tackles, and he's apparently the number According to him, the number two in state of Florida linebacker. Oh, so that according being to him, or yeah, that's in his bio. So okay. I assume that's somebody's rankings. I'm not for sure whose rankings those are, but it would be a big get because we know linebacking core losing some guys. So to get a guy in here, and we know we have two freshmen who are linebackers that are going to be some studs in our linebacking core. But bringing him in would be a big plus. Agreed. Then we had a. Um, Forget his name here. His name's Caleb, but who knows what his last name is. His last name is Caleb Van Hooser. Van Hooser, he's from Lakota East High School in Liberty Township, Ohio. I believe he's an athlete, so. I believe he's a safety, though, main position. 6'2". Interesting. Soaking wet. All conference. Yeah. Definitely a talent. We do love those athletes. You know, they always post. Whenever players post, he tagged uh, Jason in this post. Um after a great talk with him, he's happy to announce received his second Division One offer. And the pictures he has, you know, the, the picture that we've seen a lot is uh, Raphael's uh, 
touchdown or almost touchdown. What he ended up like on the one yard line or something at the Ole Miss game. I think he scored this one. He had right. a couple plays. He was dominant. The game. second picture of the crowd, I'd love to see that crowd back at Saluki Stadium. Yeah, I wonder what. That's a full house. And I wonder what year this. That had to be the at. first, the opening night of that season. Because if you look across, it's blurry, but those lawns full too. That's a full house. That's fifteen thousand. <laughs> a full house and the new stadium uh, opened what 2010 ish yeah so i mean yeah this and this was a i mean that was a year after the playoffs so i guess they're riding high a little bit breaking in the new stadium so yeah and we would love that and they always you know we always notice you want to pick the, the game with the most people obviously and this is an old picture uh we wish they would have an updated one but we don't have the crowd to do that and then yeah that ralph picture we see a lot so also congrats to yeah. guys on the offers yeah congrats i uh, would love to have you here um, also, uh, believe today we lost out on a recruit it was two star wide receiver, Jack Trembley from Lincoln way East up in Frankfurt, Illinois. Um, believe that's the same town as Sam Schaefer played for basketball for a year. Uh, he's headed to central Michigan. So losing one to a max school. So that's not too big of worry to worry about and, uh, getting into our, our recruits this weekend. They should be playing right yeah, the, about uh, the commits. Yeah, the commits, I should say. Should be playing right now. Um, getting into Jimmy Lansing and Chaminade Red Devils. They are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Currently, they're playing a good, very 5-1 and one Christian Brothers Academy. Live right now, i got a live score of 27-14 Christian Brothers up on Chaminade. That's a tough game. Uh, Christian Brothers produces a lot of talent for not only basketball, or not only football, but basketball, like Caleb Love, Went to Christian Brothers. We've seen them a couple times in the basketball tournaments. Yeah. Um, and we know, obviously, uh, Shamanad's uh, basketball resume. Yeah, as we know, yeah. That would be a great basketball matchup. But I'm sure it's a good football game as well. But uh, our Lutheran North boys, 3-3, three and three, uh, they are hosting. Don't have a live update, but they are hosting 0-6 Marquette Catholic. So hopefully we can get to 4-3 and three there. Um, Ryan Schwindeman and uh, St. Dominic. They are at home against an 0-6 St. Francis Borgia team, so hopefully they get to 4-3 as well. Um, let's go down to Georgia and Ryan Shanley. They're 3-3. Three three. They're hosting a undefeated, or no, a 5-1 Roswell team, so that, that's a tough matchup for them. And uh, Connor Lear is hosting this team's 5-1 with their first loss last week to an undefeated team. It's hosting an 0-6 Parkview, so... They should get to six and one and continue to rise the rankings of the Missouri State rankings. Yeah, these high school games are running rampant right now, as we know, around even our area and all across the country. So good luck to all those guys. We, we mentioned Ryan. It was earlier today that the football team wished him luck this weekend. He tagged all the coaches. So yeah, good luck to you, Ryan. Good luck to them all. And I will say we had a we retweeted it recruiting. It was NCAA. Some yeah, football nation recruiting yeah. classes ranking 2022 of the FCS. Yeah, uh, Campbell, Yale, Princeton, Northern Arizona, North Dakota State, Harvard, SIU, all FCS schools have ranked inside the top 125 across the country, and that's ahead of a lot of FBS schools. Um, so uh, we're not done yet. So we only got five, five or six. What are we? Five now. Hopefully, we land another one Sunday. And Charles Young, shout out to Charles. Hope his game's going well tonight. So uh, 
we're, we're not done yet. And this class is going to be only better. Exactly. And we talked about how we looked to uh, 24-7 sports arrivals and looked at the all-time commits for SIU. And uh, Jalen Banks was number one, and Jimmy was almost or number two, and Jimmy was on there as well. So we do have some big time. And we, you're right, we're, we are not done. That's for, that's for sure. Seeing North Dakota State on here, Harvard's interesting. But overall, yes, you're right, we're not done. Charles Young, yes, on Sunday, he plays tonight. He watches us tomorrow. Hopefully we can convince him fully. We would both agree because we we're not sure who else is in on him, but we could both agree him being at the game, him retweeting and liking stuff for us. No other, we would say it's looking good to get him, but obviously we won't know until that day. But yeah, the, our class right now is ranked first in the Valley. Unreal. And the SEC of FCS and the Valley right now, number one. And yeah, it will continue to grow. The, the past two we've gotten as well have only Last year we that. finished third. We talk about it's interesting. We talked about how great that 16 class was. Finished eighth in the Missouri Valley recruiting. Wow, and we've talked multiple times. Yeah, these are the top two classes. Nick Hills had his first one, and then this one coming up next year. So, and you mentioned you know the guys that are sitting out this year that we can add to the mix next year. Lewis Wilbur comes to mind. Leviticus McCaffrey comes to mind. A lot of the, even the young guys that are playing like Jalen Bates that we're, we're liking our future definitely, and depending upon obviously. Some of these freshmen coming in won't play, but obviously we've seen a couple do, so you never say never on that. But, yes, they will continue to grow, and good luck to all of them this weekend. And hopefully they'll be uh, keeping up with our game uh, tomorrow. So now, Noah, let's get into around the Valley and what all these Valley teams, what the good matchups are this weekend. Yeah, not across, not only across the Valley, but there's some great matchups across the FCS Getting into the around the valley though, um, week six here we go. Uh, bottom uh, should win. We, we were interested in this matchup once they played Western Illinois headed to Terre Haute to take on the Sycamores. That's a good matchup. Uh, we'll see uh, how Western holds on. We expect them to probably win that football game. Yeah, because we talked before how we think Indiana State's the worst team in the conference. Yeah, they've uh, they have not looking good after taking the spring off. So. Uh, then we uh, Missouri State is headed to Youngstown. Youngstown's have a rough, rough patch. Uh, expect the Bears to win that one pretty pretty well. Um, Illinois State's off this week. Uh, North Dakota's headed to South Dakota, so North Dakota's looking to rebound off that tough home loss to North Dakota State last week in a close ball game. Great game. Man. Yeah. Then uh, other than our game, our game's the game of the game of the week across the country. But uh, Northern Iowa. Is headed to the Fargo Dome to take on undefeated Bison in North Dakota State. All right, so definitely some games to watch. Like we mentioned before, we put it on our Instagram. By the way, go follow that Dogs Podcast if you haven't already. We posted on our story, and a couple of players were as well, about the, uh, the matchup of the week, game of the week, which is ours versus the Jackrabbits. So, yeah, because obviously it's the two versus the seven. So Yeah, uh, a couple other games to watch around the FCS. Um, Delaware is at undefeated Rhode Island. Um, Dayton, since we just played Dayton, Dayton's playing at Drake. Uh, Southeast, Southeast Louisiana is playing at Nichols. Uh, they're, since their conference has lost some players, this is one of two matchups with them. That's a key one to watch out. Then the other big one is Villanova is headed to James Madison. So that's a big one to watch out for. Without a doubt. And, we mentioned before how we want Kansas State and Dayton and all the teams, even SEMO. We know they've had a rough road, and Kansas State lost to Oklahoma this past week. Who does Kansas State play this weekend? If you know, they're, host, they're hosting Iowa State. They, okay. get, they get those two back-to-back at home. Campbell and 
uh, uh, Brees Hall and quarterback, I think it was dang name, Purdy. Rob Purdy. Rob Purdy. Which I believe SEMO is at Austin P as well. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we always keep an eye out for those uh, non-conference games, see how they do, especially obviously the ones that we've won, even Kansas State playing them close, to help our resume down the road. And obviously this game coming up tomorrow welcomes a stretch of games we hope can help our resume as well. Um, so keep an eye out for our game out of all of those. Keep an eye out for all of them, but definitely ours. Now, Noah, uh, Nick Hill is wearing a suit this week, a tailor-made uh, suit to the South Dakota State game that was designed by former Suzuki linebacker Whitney Simon and the CEO of Fame Fashion. So really nice maroon suit that we noticed. It's and crispy. Crispy. We didn't. I haven't, I haven't watched the video yet, but I'm sure it's just... I've seen talk, a picture. Them talking about it, a picture of him putting it on it, and then, yeah, the picture of them, they posted getting on the plane uh, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, they posted it today, and he's wearing it along with Nick Baker's in it, Landon's in it, and Justin and Big Z are in it. Got their Jimmy John's ready to go, get on the flight. So, yeah, that, that is cool, seeing that how, you know, after football it takes guys like that to be able to do cool things like that. Definitely worth... Uh, definitely a good uh, career he's having or just a hobby or whatever he's got going on there, good for after football. And a lot of other players were uh, shouting out to him being a former player. So a couple cool things on that. I wanted to mention uh, that I remember a couple days ago, Nate Griffin, who's the running backs coach, his wife posted on for National Coaches Day, whether this happened recently or – I guess starting season perhaps, but apparently they went to his house, all the running backs, and it looks like Chance Bush did as well. Went to went to uh, his house just to you know be with his family and stuff. You know, obviously that family that family love. Justin uh, Pop Jones was there. Obviously Javon Romere and Donovan. So that's good to see. Obviously Noah, we know you know college. I remember Dan Patrick was talking about this morning how with the Urban Meyer situation that, you know, you pros look at their coach like, you know, you listen to him, but he's not like you how you look at the GM because the GM's the one that, you know, has your, you know, your job and your life in the palm of his hands per se. And then you look at college and how, you know, they pretty much do. The college players have their careers in the palm of their hand pretty much and lead them to success. So it's great to see this camaraderie, them going to their house and spending time together. Yeah, I believe uh, Trevor Lawrence said he was asked about it. He said he's still my coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. listen to him. He, I respect him still, and he does he doesn't look at what's happening outside of football. He's his football coach or something like that. Doubt, yeah. So yeah, as, as he should say, but I, we know you know just seeing Trevor Lawrence, we, we know that's probably what he would think anyway. So yeah, great to see these guys together. That is a stacked running back room. We can't wait to see what they have in store the rest of the way, and. Now, no, I think that's all we've covered. Unless you can find something else, we can get into this preview. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's dig into these jackrabbits. Into these jackrabbits, number two in the country. But as we talked before, we both think that they are number one. They proved it. They're probably scoring the most points in the country. They've done it all. Noah, with the with a new quarterback under center, we know how uh, Gronowski. What's his name? Gronowski. Gronowski, the Walter Payton reigning player of the year as a freshman. No, uh, Missouri Valley player of the year. Missouri Valley player of the year. Uh, obviously, he got hurt in the national title game in the spring, and he is out this year, but they brought in someone new. Let's get into some of their personnel first. Yeah, John 
Deagle Meyer, uh, connection with SIU as their head coach. Uh, this is their the SIU's 13th meeting all times. Uh, Jack Rabbits lead the series 9-3, to and they have won uh, the last six matchups. So uh, looking at what they've done so far, um, their big win, they beat. They won, went on the road at FBS Colorado State and put a whooping on them. Um, they played Lindenwood, beat them 52-7. to Not sure. I'm sure there's multiple Lindenwoods. It's not one of ours up in St. Louis area. Um, they went on the road to Indiana State, shut them out 44 nothing on their own turf. Then they last week they played Dixie State, so uh, they haven't played a they haven't played a real tough schedule, but this still this is still I think this is, team's better than last year's team, but uh, yeah, getting into their quarterback Chris Oladokun, a grad transfer, they got really lucky. He, he didn't he didn't join the team till July, so late in camp, so uh, they got really lucky. Found a stopgap till Gronowski gets healthy, can rehab his ACL injury. Um, He's a grad transfer from Sanford, uh, originally from USF, South Florida. Uh, really good. Then they uh, they got Pierre Strong. Uh, Oladogan is actually the uh, I believe he's tied for 13th in passing touchdowns in the country. Then they got Pierre Strong, Isaiah Davis. Their other great running backs out for the year, so he had surgery earlier. We mentioned it earlier in the year. But uh, Pierre Strong, uh, tied for 13th in rushing touchdowns, fourth in rushing yards. The guy's a monster. He is. He just went over 3,000 yards. He's one of six in South Dakota State uh, history. So he's going to be in the he's going to be in the NFL next year. Promise you. Yeah, and, and we we know Nick talked about before. He can't wait for him to graduate. He's had an incredible career. Seems like, obviously, he's been here a little bit. Seems like a short career. He burst on the scene and has left his mark. We know that it's been impossible, it seems like, to stop him in our matchups there. You mentioned that they've won the last six, and we know the games. They killed us the first game last year. But then, obviously, in the playoff game, we feel like we should have won that game. Uh, just overall, they are, they are definitely stacked. Like I said earlier, I'm they have to probably lead the the valley or probably the whole FCS in scoring. It seems like, uh, yeah. Anything uh, you can confirm on that? Where they rank in that? In the valley, I know they're uh, they're they're averaging forty eight point two points a game. So that is a lot. Um, huh. A lot. Two hundred forty eight two hundred forty eight rushing yards a game. Um, passing. That's counting quarterback too. So I mean, they're yeah, they're he's all dual threat. Passing yards game, they're at 237, so they put up a lot of points. Um, they've only uh, they've only turned it over not very much, like twice this year on fumbles. Holy cow! Uh, looking in, they were picked. To, they were picked for the first time since joining the conference in 08. They were picked to win the conference. Um, they had preseason first team members. They had Pierre Strong, their running back. Uh, Zach Hines is one of their three lethal tight ends. We know they have Dallas Goddard in the NFL. Um, they had Garrett Greenfield. He's only a sophomore on the offensive line on the first team preseason. Caleb Sanders, a D lineman. Uh, their star probably maybe in the running for a deep player of the year in the Valley, Logan Backus, a linebacker, very good linebacker. Then they have Don Gardner, a DB. Then um, on the second team, they had long snapper Brady Sorensen. Uh, linemen Wes Grinnett, Mason McCormick. So they got some solid defense or solid offensive linemen. 
Then they had the Isaiah Davis made second team, but he's out. Yeah. They have one of the uh, one of the Yankee brothers, the two twin wide receivers, Jackson, on the second team. I believe his brother was honorable mention. So they got a lot of star power. Um, incredible team. It's going to be a very tough game. Uh, Receiving-wise, since uh, uh, Oladokun came from an air raid offense, the, like I said, the twin duo of the Yankee twins have combined for 410 receiving yards and four touchdowns this year. So uh, their 6'5 tight end Tucker Kraft is following the former fourth steps of Dallas Goddard. He is on one. Zach Hines is the other tight end I mentioned. So they have three tight ends they use, and it's unreal what they do. Defensively, um, I do know Don Gardner, I just mentioned, he is out roughly six to eight weeks due to an arm injury. So that is big time on their defense, but they have guys ready to step in and play. Defensively, they're only they're allowing 9.2 points per game. So we're allowing 20. So they uh, don't let teams score a lot. Yeah, you just had a lot there and what sticks out. You're around the star power. They are missing a couple guys. So even they still have the star power. Imagine if they were healthy. Imagine if Isaiah Davis was healthy, how much more they run on everybody. And even on us, potentially tomorrow, you mentioned their first uh, pick, to, pick to finish first since 2008. That just shows the dominance of North Dakota State. That's kind of unreal. The tide is turning, we believe. We know North Dakota State's still good. They still get guys, but the tide's turning around the country definitely for the Jackrabbits. And you mentioned how they only have two turnovers this year on fumbles. That means, may, I mean, it's only been twice. I'm sure we fumbled a lot and everybody else has fumbled a lot. It seems like whether you recover it or not. Uh, but obviously they don't turn the ball over, so it's going to be tough to get takeaways in this game. It seems like we know we got a couple last week, especially early in the game. But as long as – because we mentioned before how well, – one of the sake is obviously a big part of this could be Kevin Glacian if he plays, Noah. We know he didn't play this last week, and we didn't even know until – game time right before when they did the inactives so we and we we've talked so much before obviously just to ourselves not on here mentioned a couple of times on here i guess on we wish that there'd be more injury questions asked uh you know whether it be on monday even though it's a couple of days after the game or even if they mention it and something is posted about it on friday we say that for our sake and we know the teams don't really put all that out there unless you know obviously if someone asked specifically like, we don't know the status. We, we saw Avante that he could be questionable for this game. We won't have Calvin Francis. We need to keep an eye out for that. Uh, Wormsley will be playing, depending upon if he'll start at center or Zebion will still start at center. It'll be interesting to see. And then, yeah, Avante, we mentioned having all hands on deck. If we don't have Avante in this game, or definitely not 100%, it will be tough. We'll expect step-ups from everybody. We'll get to our, get to our predictions at some point here. Uh, versus all time or versus top five teams, we are three and one so far, or from last year and this year. The lone loss came against Jack the Jackrabbits in the playoffs. Before these past couple years, uh, our previous one of our top five team came in 2013 as we against at number four you and I. We we won, and then the last time the last time we were two and zero in the Valley was 2014. The last time we were three and zero in Missouri Valley. Uh, was 2009 when it, when we were eight now in that in that uh, playoff year. The last time we posted a four and one overall record was last season. The last time we posted a five and one overall record was 2014. So it's been a long time for a lot of this. Uh, 
some quote or some things about some of these players, some of our key players. Nick Baker is seven one as a starter. He might be one of our picks to click in this game. We'll get to that. Javon is 14th all-time uh, on the rushing list. Uh, should he rush for 1,000 yards in this season, he will move into sixth place career rushing with two years of eligibility remaining. Safe to say he will. If he gets on the field. If he gets on the field, if he gets these opportunities, yeah. We don't know. I wonder what his – if you can bring it up real fast, what his total yardage is this year. He's played in every game, as we know. He's got to be on the – like – you know, that long – a couple long runs has helped his cause. I'd say – He had, what, 150 against Dayton? Dayton. Yeah, on three rushes. So, I'd say he has probably close to 400, and that's just – most of it's off large runs because he doesn't get much if they just hand it off to him or Wildcat or anything. I'm not sure, but – I'm getting it right here. But he, he leads us in rushing this year. It says, obviously, we know we barely had Romir. Donovan just started playing, and Justin seems like more of a receiver at this point. We know he's been good. I'm sure they're close – and rushing those two. Uh, but Let's see. He has 39 attempts for 245 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, Justin has 42 attempts for 235. Okay, so they are pretty close. 245, that's it. Wait, but no, he's, Justin leads us. 235, and net net-wise, Justin's at 235, and Javon's only at 225. Oh, and oh it says if. It says when I'm reading here, if Javon leads us in rushing. And he's year. at 160. Okay. And Donovan's at 160, and he's played how many games? Exactly three. Three. Uh, if Javon does lead us in rushing this year, he'll be the first Saluki to do so in three straight seasons since Tom Kusos led us in rushing from 99 to 2001. And he could be the second, and uh, Javon could be the second since, since back in the 70s. So a lot of on the stake for these guys. He's fourth. And all-time touchdowns with 33, and a lot of this. Avante, as we've talked about before, he's got a lot of rankings as well. Uh, but we're not sure how much we'll see him in this game. And then Landon, he's he's sixth, or he's obviously in his sixth year, third place. Career receptions with 172. He pretty much stands pat on all of his. Going into this game, though, tomorrow, he's caught passes in 25 straight games. So we're thinking with a not 100% Avante that Landon, safe to say he will catch a pass in this game, we'd hope. And we're expecting Isaiah Hardship. Jerron, who we know apparently didn't play in the second half last week, not sure if we both said how we feels like we barely even noticed if he wasn't. We know Zach Gibson can come in the game. So that is interesting. So some statements here from uh, Coach Hill. He said, on seeing South Dakota State recently, as far as our guys go, we're familiar lining up and playing their system. Our team is a confident group. Obviously, the game here last year, they got after us pretty good. And we didn't do much right at all. I felt like our guys turned the page from that going forward and played with some more confidence. The playoff game was our last game of the year in the spring, so we were familiar with each other. But as uh, but as are a lot of teams in this league, the scheme hasn't changed for them. They have a lot of the same players. He's, that's the thing with great teams across the country, Alabama and other top teams in the FBS, they're going to line up and execute fundamentally well football. And that's what you gave us South Dakota State. They're going to execute. They're going out to out-physical you. And we have to do the same thing. He mentioned on establishing the run game, which, as we know, and he talked about Landon. He's as good as anyone in the country. Looking back on film from the South Dakota State playoff game, he made some really tough catches early in the first quarter. Both the ones Javon threw through him were tough. We definitely remember those. He made that really tough fourth quarter touchdown catch in the playoff game. He's, he's consistently been playing at a high level the entire season. That's what you have to have out of the leader on your team. He's a six-year senior and playing with a lot of confidence. As we know, Noah – 
He was great this past week. He caught that overtime touchdown. He's only getting better. We said a lot how under under uh, appreciated or underrated he was coming to this year, and he's proven it. As we know, Vontae hasn't really been great, and now he's dealing with this injury. We expect to see uh, a lot of good. Hopefully tomorrow we know the team we're playing, though. So, Noah, let's jump into these and some predictions we have. There was something that we, we do know the spread because we saw it on something else, correct? Correct. Uh, I believe it's uh, 13, 13 and a half. I think I saw that. And we both recall before we knew about it, we just mentioned, I think, just earlier in the week of what it could be. I think we both said around 10-ish. So 13 and a half, that's not too bad. Uh, but some of our predictions here, the over-under, do you have that yet? It does not out. That's not out. So we'll discuss that when it, uh, on Monday on the post and what it was. What we could have been, I mean, but... You know, it can't be with 50 to 60, maybe, maybe 65. Uh, these are some running teams. I would be a lot say of, it's in the mid-50s, if I were to guess. Probably. A lot of running teams, a lot of time will go off the clock, so maybe there could be – and we are prone to turn it over. They don't. So this game could go whichever way you could possibly think with the skill sets of both these teams. But can we both agree, Noah, that, you know, obviously we're a little banged up going to this game, but we're off a close game. Maybe our confidence is whatever. We know they'll be ready. Playing them at home, we wish we would feel like we should have them at our place because we played there last year and then obviously the playoff game. So we feel like we should be playing them at home this year. But since we're going back up to Brookings, uh, what, what would we say? We're both – should we both – what do you take on the over-under? I'm taking the over. The over of around whatever it would be. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Um Actually, no, I, I, I will, I'll take the under because, like I said, the running teams, it could be, heck, if anything, they could. See, I know I'm second-guessing myself because I'm thinking, well, if we can't stop them, they will score most of the over. And if we hit on offense, it could possibly uh, could possibly go our way too. So I'll agree on the over. And are we both agreeing on South Dakota State minus 13.5? I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'm taking the plus 13.5 or whatever ends up. Uh, I know I sound like the negative guy across this podcast a lot against this team, but uh, I believe in this coaching staff, and I think uh, haven't played our best football yet, so we're going to get back on the right track and find some find our good football, and uh, we're going to cover the we're going to cover it. I really hope you're right, and we've talked how uh, obviously. This game, and we know it seems like one of those games that we know we're a little banged up, and we and we ride off the game we just had that things could go right for us. You never know. Obviously, we beat them before. Is Oladokun better than Gronowski? I think this, I mean, we I almost, think this team's more dangerous. With the him. team's dangerous. Gronowski's good. Oladokun's good. They don't have Isaiah Davis, but obviously they're still good overall. They don't have that key defensive player. It's possible. Going on the road, have we fared on the road this year pretty well, obviously. Uh, yeah, I'll go... Just thinking about it more, I will the over, and then I'm confident, too, because, like I said, it could be one of those games where we could just come out firing, and it could be tough for them. So, plus 13.5 and, and the over. I would have to agree with you. And then let's get into the dogs of the game. Let's go with start out with offense. Who could be the dog of the game going in? I've been down on him lately. He says he hasn't impressed me. I'm going Nick Baker. It's time for him to break out this year, and this is his game. I agree. I because we've been talking yeah outside of the Semo game, he's been a little 
iffy. You know, he's turned it over a lot. The Kansas State game maybe obviously shook him at the time, but maybe that's what's happened so far. We know some picks he had the last weekend that shouldn't have happened and some so far this year. So I like that one. I will go with Isaiah because if Avante is not 100%, someone else has to step up in that role, in the slot role. And just in general, if we do pass the ball for your dog of the game, Nick Baker, I will go with mine. In order for him to be successful, our receivers have obviously have to be successful, and I will go with Isaiah Hartrip. What about defense? Defense is a tough one because uh, this is a very balanced offense we're getting to face. But I'm going with uh, Bryce Notree. Uh He's the heart and soul of that defense, and uh, he's going to have to uh, – if our, if our front four can't – can't slow down Pierre Strong. That's gonna be have to. That's gonna be have to be him. I could. I couldn't agree more. Bryce definitely. <clears throat> as we know, we're coming up his birthday last week. He had a great start to the game, and he was great in that game overall. You're right on the running game. It has to be big. So I will go with the guy who had a big sack last week, who's been key this year, and he stayed healthy. Especially if we don't know the status of Kevin Glacier. I'll go with Gianni Belazari. Uh, especially in the run game too. He's got to be big in that sense because we've talked before. We have Kevin and we have Gianni with the uh, – if we have the – obviously the depth inside that it makes it easier for our edge rushers who didn't do anything this past week minus some batted balls like we know they can do. If we get a full-on pass rush, even though we know he can run, it, it, it will be tough, and especially for the running game. Yeah, I'll go with Balazari to uh, stop the run, hopefully be a key impact on that. And in special teams, it seems like it always the case, but we have noticed that they have been taking back some punts and kicks. Obviously, Isaiah's from the Illinois State game. So who you got in special teams? You just mentioned him, Isaiah Hartrip. I think it's going to take a big special teams play to win this game. I'm going with Isaiah. Exactly. We, we, we've seen Clayton and on kickoffs. We've seen we, – we figured Donovan would have been. I'm not sure if he has. Has Javon been on kickoffs? Yes, it's Isaiah and Javon. So I'm trying to think if – Javon can find some breakaways too. But especially in games like this, when we have a film, we might have to punt. I'll stick with Jack. He's off this interview. He's off the record. He's obviously got to be key again. And we know he will. So, I mean, just counting on him and him being, you know, he could be the difference. A lot of people could be the difference. But definitely our punts and where we place him in the field, if we know, if they run down our throat, if we pin them inside their own 10 then, you know, that game probably won't be looking good. So I think it's definitely up to Jack in that sense. And obviously, Nico, his importance, not knocking down kicks if we get in position. But it seems like Noah South Dakota State's a team that everyone says, well, if you play the Chiefs, you can't settle for field goals. If you play whoever it has got a great offense, you can't settle for field goals. You might have to go for it a lot on fourth. We have been semi-successful on it this year. We haven't done it in a while in terms of, like, or even we mentioned how even fake going for two we haven't done in a while and or you know stuff like that so who knows what kind of stuff nick hill will come up with but hopefully we mentioned calvin not playing and the offensive line holds up and with no avante potentially that more receivers step up and our running game's good who knows we might see romir in this game he's been questionable the last couple weeks we don't know the status on him could see him but like i said it could be an all hands on deck game Noah. so final thoughts before we wrap this up yeah, this is – you're going into a tough, tough environment, playing a juggernaut almost. Uh, very balanced football team. Uh, mentioned Pierre Strong. Going to have to try to – you're not going to be able to stop him. You're just going to have to contain him. Um, they, I mentioned the Twins on the outside. They got the three-headed monster at tight end. have caught eight of their 14 touchdown receptions this year. Uh, 
big play offense. Uh, they have twenty. They have, uh, I believe, this season they have twenty plays over twenty-five yards. Um, they average eight point. Uh, Pierre Strong's average eight point eight yards per carry. That's a, so, that seems historic. That's got to be historic. They're averaging seven and a half yards per play, and they're holding teams to um, four point one yards per play and two point two yards per rushing attempt. So they're very stout. Uh, uh, I misspoke earlier. They've fumbled twice, but they've yet to turn the ball over this year. Um, they like to, on the defensive side, uh, they get after the quarterback. Uh, they had a strong season, uh, postseason run. They've had 13 sacks through four games this year, and they picked the ball off a lot. So this team is tough. Uh, I believe in this team, and their kicker can hit from 50 plus. Uh, they know they have had to run to good kickers. So with that being said, uh, my prediction is a thirty-one to twenty-eight loss. Thirty-one to twenty-eight loss. They're hitting a big kick for the win. <laughs> and you can hit from fifty. I mean, everywhere you look, these guys. That's where Adam Vinatieri went, and his son went there too. So, so they breed it at this they point. They say, "Oh, if Vinatieri went there, heck, I'll go there. I'm the number one in the country if I don't go FBS level." So. It seems like South Dakota State is turning into the new North Dakota State, potentially. We've we've discussed that on maybe the tide turning. Yes, the fact that, you know, because we know we've allowed pressure offensively, getting the nick that hopefully yeah, we can sustain. This would be this this would be win of the year, obviously. If we can pull us out on the road, imagine where people would what what they would think of us if we can get out of this with no with no other injuries moving forward, just like the confidence this could bring and obviously where people can look at us at what it could look like down the road for a resume doing this on the road. It, it, it's unbelievable. And we're so looking forward to a two o'clock kickoff. I will go for both taking plus the points. I will go with a hmm, 31 to 20 loss that keeps it within the 13 and a half. We are confident that we can obviously have plus the points but we have a feeling that they will escape. They, they will be able to run the ball. If they have a kicker that can knock those kicks, it doesn't matter to them if they can settle for field goals and not go for it every time. Like we said with them, even though we wish and would have hoped that our offense could look like that this year, it's been whatever at times, inconsistent, especially with the injuries. So bottom line is, go ahead. Yeah, limit the big plays. They're a big play offense. That'll be a key to the game. Tackling sure. will be key. Uh, if we can do something, Nick Baker has to be able to, instead of he gets out and tries to force something out of the pocket or he steps back and throwing off his back foot, he has to be able to either step in front, step into your pocket and be able to see and make a play or get out and take the five yards you can. Got to do this. If we can, if this is your resume, not only if you win this game, your resume is great, but if you can keep it close throughout the game, if you go in there and get blown out like we did in the first game last year, you won't, even if this is your only blemish, you're still probably not getting a, a top eight seed where you can host a playoff game that's guaranteed host a playoff game at least once in the playoffs. Must do. I believe in this staff. We've uh, I've been hard on Nick Hill's play calling. He's probably got something up his sleeve knowing going into this place. So we're excited. Like you said, two o'clock. I can't wait. Yeah, and we've <clears throat> we've talked about before how good Nick was, Nick Baker was at you know stepping up, but also like kind of running towards the line of scrimmage and finding his guy, not forcing. We talked how he had a running touchdown last week, that he needs to do more of that. 
roll out, get to the line of scrimmage, or just get positive yards. Don't take sacks. Especially we know the pocket's going to collapse, but you can't hold on to the ball. Get out and run. If, if we can do that, yes, we will be successful. We can count on guys like Landon. We, it just every facet of our game needs to be almost perfect to be a team like this. Yes, and, and you mentioned if we if we get killed by him, yes, and there wouldn't be no excuses. You'd go in there even with the you know semi injuries you have. You can't go in there and get beat. But if you let's say we face we kill North Dakota State at home, seems unlikely. But if you know if games like that can go your way, then they'll say, well, the South Dakota State stays one all year. You know, then if that is your only blemish, they might give you the benefit of the doubt, depending upon how your other games go. If you can kill a certain team too or obviously win all the rest of your games to an extent that it could, it could fare in our favor. Got to keep it close going into half. Yeah. I because mean, I believe I read, I believe I read, I've read so many stats, but I believe this team has at least scored 14 points in each of their games in the second quarter. And I think they're outscoring their opponents in the second quarter this year, 90 to 10. So can not, they're big, their second quarter, that's where they get the lead and they just, then they pound the ball with Pierre Strong. It's not good. Bottom line any running team, if you you don't want them with a lead late in the game, and yeah, so yeah, I can't. Uh, but yeah, other than that, keep it close. Yes, we we talked about how we were not a second half team against Western. We have been most of the year. It has to happen. Yes, keep it close at half, and we know they're going to run. And just honestly, just do your best. It's one of those games you got to go in there and fight and play like you got nothing to lose. If you if teams do that, they can come out and surprise people. So we're hoping we do. Everybody stay tuned. Yes, ESPN Plus, 2 o'clock kickoff. We will be keep, keep up with our tweets. Again, follow our Instagram at Dogs Podcast for updates and anything going on with the teams and our recruits that we are sure to post. And as soon as this podcast is up, we will post it on the Instagram store. Keep up with that. We cannot wait. Saluki's and the Jackrabbits putting our 4-1 record on the line. Their undefeated season on the line. It is it is for sure the game of the week. So, for Nick Malone. No alerts. We will see you guys on Monday to preview this hopefully great game. Until then, go dogs.